Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron, and we are thrilled to have Mark Dillon here with us. Mark Dillon is in the North Carolina Tennis Hall of Fame. He is the president of USTA North Carolina. He played collegiate tennis at North Carolina State, where he won two ACC singles championships, an ACC doubles championship, and an NCAA All-American Honors in 1981. Also, two of his children played at Division I schools. His son won the state for a singles championship, just like he did. His brother played at NC State University. His wife played tennis at Georgia. In 2019, his family won Family of the Year from North Carolina. So we should listen to what he has to say. So, Mark, can you first tell us a little bit about your tennis background? Sure. I um I started playing tennis when I was 10 years old. Uh, my brother was 13. And I had a younger sister as well. And we were members of the local tennis club in, in Charlotte, Tennis and Swim Club. And um my mother wanted us to play tennis in the worst way. We were both swimmers at the time, uh, my older brother and I, and she didn't want to force us to play, though. So she said, listen, she said, if you guys will take this one tennis clinic, you will not have to give me a birthday present or a Mother's Day present. <laughs> and of course, we jumped all over that. And um, so we took it and fell in love with tennis after that, dropped swimming, and that little piece of child psychology paid for two college educations because we both ended up getting scholarships to North Carolina State to play tennis. So that's, that's how I got started. Um, my brother actually married a female tennis player who was the first scholarship recipient at UNC Chapel Hill in female sports, all sports. And I married a girl that I had met in junior tennis in North Carolina that played for the University of Georgia later on. So um, Adele and I have been married for 31 years now, and I've had a crush on her ever since that first day I saw her at age 16 at that junior tennis tournament. That's really great. So it sounds like you were bribed into playing tennis, but it seems to have worked out well for you. Um, can you give us advice? Um, I know you and your brother played, you said, but um, you also have children that play. Can you give us advice for parents of children who play tennis? First, I want to give you full disclosure. Um, you know, a lot of what I've learned about being a good tennis parent to my sons, number one, I learned from from my own parents who were great tennis parents. But Adele and I also learned a lot from the mistakes that we made with our kids. Because, you know, your kids, each of them responds differently to advice. You know, some of them like tough love. Others, you just don't talk about the match after after they lose and you just go get ice cream and don't talk about it. So. Adele and I, were not the greatest parents, but we've learned a lot along the way, and that's why I'm here to share this advice with you. For the parents out there, I think it's important to introduce your kids to the sport of tennis at a, at a young age. You know, tennis is, let's face it, it's a hard sport to learn, okay? So, and you, you pick up sports and, and, and things like that much easier at an early age. Tennis is one of the hardest sports to learn, and 
all you can do is just lay the sport in front of them. Because if they learn how to play tennis, they're automatically going to be good at all the other racket and paddle sports like squash, racquetball, um, pickleball, badminton, uh, paddle tennis, um, spec tennis, uh, padel. I don't know if you've heard of those, but you need to Google it. They're, they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, so that they'll automatically be good. Second, when they start to compete in tennis tournaments, when you take them to the tournaments, maybe try watching their matches from a full court away. Then in the next time you go, watch the matches from two courts away. Then watch from three courts in the away. And then the next time, just don't even go. Let them learn how to handle that adversity themselves on the tennis courts. And as you guys know, in, in junior tennis or league tennis or any tennis competitive tennis matches, we face adversity in just about every match. You know, whether it's a bad line call or an injury timeout, there's something that that interrupts our our train of thought on the court. Third, have have the kids sign up for their own tournaments. You know, keep their own schedule. Um, take care of their own equipment. I bought my kids a, a used racket stringing machine when they were younger. And you know, that way, when they play in a tournament, they can't really complain about a bad string job in their racket. Plus, they learned a valuable lesson how to string their rackets, how to take care of their own equipment. So I think that's a valuable thing that you can do. A used stringing machine might cost four to $500, and it, it'll pay for itself, especially if you're a good junior player, you're breaking a lot of strings. It will pay for itself in probably six months. So let them learn how to string their, their own rackets, take care of their own equipment, you know, grip their rackets, um, and be responsible for that. I'll never forget my youngest son was playing in the finals of a, a sectional tournament in Charlotte. And his coach called me because he had just broken a string and it was the last racket that he had in his bag. And I was in my driveway at the time. I was not watching the match and I had his, his other racket in my hand at the time. And I told the coach, it was the hardest thing I've ever done, but I told the coach, nope, I can't make it. I'm sorry. So he had to play the rest of the match with a borrowed racket. And you know how strange that is to play with a different racket than you're accustomed to. And he lost the match, but it was a great lesson, and he was never unprepared again. He's never heard that story, so he might kill me after hearing this. (laughs) And then finally, just for you parents out there, just relax. You know, if your kid wants to be a great tennis player, they are going to be a great tennis player, and there's nothing you can do about it. You will not have to push them on the court. You will have to pull them off. And if they don't want to be a great player, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. At least you've introduced them to the sport, which we all love. I tell parents they need to relax because kids compete, but parents compare. It's unfortunate, but for a lot of parents, that's the way it is. Aaron, would you have done what Mark did, which is to make your child play with a different racket? I absolutely would, but that's just my personality. Oh, I could see myself leaving right away to go bring that racket to my child. So I need to do a better, I mean, his kids play in college, so I need to be better about that. I have young kids and that's really changed my mind on how I should act. Um, So Mark, can you give a few pieces of advice for junior tennis players? Yes, I'd be happy to. And and hopefully, 
you know, th- there's a, a kid riding with their parents right now to a junior tournament, and maybe they'll listen to this because I know your podcast is for adults, but maybe some kids will listen to this too as well. Kids, don't make every time you set foot on the tennis court one that your parents have to pay for. Go find somebody else that wants to be as good as you, as you want to be and go out and practice with them and drill with them and feed them balls. Um, encourage them, promote them, go to tournaments with them and pull for them when you're there. My brother had a practice partner when he was a kid and they would play six hours a day and his partner would walk out there and say, you know what, we're going to get 10% better today or we're going to get our volleys 5% better today. Um, Find somebody to work with so that your parents don't have to pay for every time you step on the court. Second, have fun. You know, singles in tennis can be a lonely sport, um, a lonely experience. When you're done with your match, don't put your earbuds in and just go to the car and go back to the hotel. Stay there. Make friends. You know, be social. Watch them. Watch watch what they do right. Watch, watch what they do wrong. Learn from that. But make friends. Some of the, the best friends that I have today are people that I met back in junior tennis, you know, long ago. So it's it's a great way to meet people, and you know you will have a lot of friends after that. Third, um, guys, call the lines fairly, please. You know your opponent has hit thousands of tennis balls to be able to hit that line. Don't take that away from them. You don't. You wouldn't want it taken away from you. So don't take it away from them. You know you may not remember all of your wins and losses later in life, but you will remember the people that did not call the lines fairly against you. I can guarantee you that. Thanks very much to Mark for being on the podcast. We have one more episode with Mark where he gives us more advice, including the one shot adult recreational players should be practicing. Also, I Googled Padel and it looks like another fun sport we should try. If you'd like to see a picture of Mark, please go to our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. We hope the resources section of our website will be helpful for adult players. Also, stay tuned for the tip of the week from Michelle from Tennis Warehouse. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey guys, it's Michelle with Tennis Warehouse and here's your tip of the week. But first, make sure you use the discount code SECONDSERVE for $20 off clearance items when you spend $100 or more at TennisWarehouse.com. Let's talk trends in tennis shoes. We're starting to see shoes that literally can do it all. So previously we saw shoes that were either speed oriented or more stability oriented and cushioned. And now we're seeing shoes that are cushioned, speedy, and comfortable. So we're kind of calling this a bit of a hybrid shoe. And that is an awesome option for players that literally want everything in their footwear. Plus, we see that midsole cushioning coming from the running lines of shoes. Oftentimes, running gets technology a couple years before the tennis world does. So if you are a runner or you've worn some shoes that are running shoes, you might be familiar with some of the new midsole technologies. And that often means that they're going to be cushy, but still very responsive and speedy on the court. That's your T-Dub tip of the week. For more tips, visit us at tenniswarehouse.com. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. 
The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.